0: at the Fort Mason Marina in San Francisco. A small team of volunteers quietly loads a precious cargo aboard the charter fishing boat Superfish. They are heading for the Farallons, a tiny outcropping of desolate and rocky islands 27 miles west of the Golden Gate. Their mission? To return a group of wayward fur seals home to the sea. After we
1: them off this side of the island, we do have quite a few animals to be
2: released, so I am going to ask The first that we're releasing today are um, really a pelagic species, and that means they're offshore. So they don't often come onto the, to the island's the California shoreline, so we want to give them that extra head start. we spent so many months rehabilitating them, getting them up to weight, getting them better, that we really want to give them the best chance possible. And this is prime habitat out near the Farallon Islands for them.
0: This journey began months ago, when a large number of rarely seen fur seal pups began washing on shore from Santa Barbara County to Santa Cruz, and they all appeared weak and malnourished.
1: Right around October, November, we started receiving calls on the central coast of northern fur seals, young, very young ones, stranding on on the beaches. Next thing we knew, we had rescued 34 fur seals.
0: The northern fur seal is found throughout the North Pacific, ranging from the Bering Sea down to Southern California in the east and to central Japan in the west. They spend most of their lives fishing far out at sea. So when the pups began showing up on shore, researchers knew something was amiss.
1: The big mystery is why did they strand? Primarily it was malnutrition, so we can't figure out why they could not get to their food. And that, that has been a big mystery that we're, we're not able to answer at this stage. Uh, we've examined all of the fur seals, none of them have diseases. A couple had a couple broken flippers here and there that we repaired. But for the most part, they're, they're healthy animals just uh, underweight. So what happened, we think, uh, back out in the, the central coast is the uh, pups were born. And for some reason, the young uh, weaned early, and for whatever reason, they could not figure out where that chain of food is, so we're going to put them in a different area where there's even more plentiful food sources, and we think that they'll, they'll do just fine out there.
0: When the pups arrived, the staff at the Marine Mammal Center quickly got to work fattening them up, something they've gotten very good at over the years. The nonprofit group based in the Marin Headlands near Sausalito rescues, rehabilitates, and releases between 500 and 1,200 injured, sick, or orphaned marine mammals a year. Here, they admit a new elephant seal pup.
3: When an animal first comes in, usually within the first 24 hours, we do what's called an admin exam. And that involves um, restraining the animal to get a blood draw, and then we tag the animal with an orange flipper tag. I also took a whisker from that elephant seal, and that was, um, that's for a study to sort of determine how they forage in the wild, especially at the young age of being a, just a wiener that just is learning how to eat. Um, some researchers are trying to learn what they first start foraging on before they actually forage on fish. So that was what that was all about.
0: Founded in 1975, the Marine Mammal Center is staffed primarily by volunteers and is the largest marine mammal facility in the world that combines animal rehabilitation with an on-site research lab. The center is currently expanding their facilities to include new pools, a better medical facility, and a visitor center
1: main reason why we do what we do of course is uh, from a humane animal humane aspect but also we study these animals our main docket at the marine mammal center is marine mammal health we study it uh, researchers from around the world come here to study with us to study with our veterinarians and researchers to understand what's going on with these marine mammals who ultimately are sentinels of ocean health
0: Whether the problem is global warming, toxic algae blooms, or other threats, it seems the fur seal pups could be telling us something about the health of the ocean, but scientists are still unclear what. However, caring for so many of these seals at once has given researchers a new understanding of fur seal behavior.
3: I call them the cats of the sea just because they seem kind of finicky we thought they were kind of more solitary animals that didn't really hang out in groups. You know, sea lions will pile on top of each other and snuggle together. And we didn't see a lot of that with the fur seals initially, but the longer they've been here and the older they've gotten, they do send a, tend to cluster together more and be a lot more social than we initially thought. So it's been kind of entertaining to watch their behavior and how they interact with each other. It's been really cool to see them acting like they would act out in the ocean because nobody ever gets to see that. When they sleep, they curl their flippers, it's called jug handling, um, and I've never seen that before, so it was neat to see that. We got to see a lot more of that than we usually do, so I think we learned a lot, which was really exciting to see something on a species we don't really get to see a lot of.
0: After the pups recovered and regained their strength, it was time to bring them back to their natural environment. Almost three quarters of the total fur seal population breeds far north on the Pribilof Islands in southwest Alaska. The Farallon Islands off the California coast also used to be an active rookery, but 160 years ago, after extensive hunting, the fur seals disappeared. They began returning in small numbers during the 1970s, and in 1992, a pup was born on the Farallons. Today, the rookery has grown to nearly a dozen breeding individuals. He says he's out of here. Hopefully, with the influx of these new pups, the Farallon population will continue to grow.
2: Oh, releases are just spectacular. You're always a little sad because you're missing that individual animal, but they're so much better off, and that, that's why, that's really why we do everything we do, to make sure that that they do get the best chance out in the ocean that they can have. We do a lot of work for, for individual animals, but again through that work it leads us to, to know that we're what's going on with the health of the ocean. So this is a, a great opportunity to see these animals getting released back to the ocean. It's kind of reaffirming why we all do what we do.